0: everyone. This is Stan Indicott, and I want to welcome you to a very special edition of the Slingshot Group Podcast. I'm inviting you to listen in on these conversations as we unpack and explore each of the competencies to help you improv your leadership. So let's join my co-author and friend David Miller for today's
1: episode. Welcome back to our mini season of the slingshot group podcast Uh, in this uh, mini season we are talking all things improv leadership in anticipation for our book release through Zondervan on June 9th it is coming right up and we are celebrating this here at slingshot group Um, each episode uh, I am talking with a ministry leader about one of the five competencies of improv and really starting to explore how it has affected their leadership. Uh, in this episode, uh, we are talking metaphor cementing with a good friend of mine, Jared Wilkins. Uh, Jared is the lead pastor at Parkcrest Christian Church in Long Beach. And fun fact, for anyone that cares about this, uh, Jared is my pastor. And so I feel honored to have him on. Jared has been a friend for years now, and uh, we convinced him to come on over to, to our church and, and hang out with us, and he's just doing an incredible job leading our community, especially in this season. Uh, Jared, thank you for being with us today, man.
0: Man, it's an honor, and let me just tell you, it is not hard to get someone to come to California weather. I will just- That's right name that. It is beautiful today. So, uh, man, so excited to be on the podcast, man. Uh, it's just an honor to serve with you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, just how much I've learned from you over the past uh, several years and what I continue to learn as well too, man. So thanks so much for having me on.
1: Ah, oh, too kind. Well, man, we are talking about metaphor cementing today. Um, nice. So let me, let, here, here's, here's the tagline. Metaphor cementing is uh, using concrete illustrations or metaphors to strengthen teachable points of view. And Jared, I I would love to know from you as you've interacted with the improv leadership um, competencies, how this particular one of metaphor cementing has impacted the way that you lead.
0: Well, I think for me specifically, um, I, I like to lean on clarity in whatever I do. Uh, So I like to make sure that that the points I'm coming across are clear. uh, The directions are clear. And I was finding out that sometimes I would be in my head and what was coming out of my mouth wasn't as clear as I thought it was. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to drive on the point. Um, So leaning into this metaphor cementing has forced me in a good way to think about what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, who is listening, and how can I get that point across really well? And so. um, you know, kind of, you know, growing up a preacher's son, you hear metaphors every day, <laughs> or yeah. but now, it, while it's been natural to me to have this language and framework, uh, made me use this more in offensive instead of just coming out the coming off the top of my dome. So I, I've loved it so far.
1: Oh, that that that's really cool. Yeah, I you mentioned you know being a being a, a preacher's son, and and you know, I think what we've noticed at Slingshot is you know, speakers and, and writers tend to use metaphor. I mean, you know, you, I can't think of the last time I, I heard a sermon, um, you know, in all the churches that I get to go see and be a part of that didn't have kind of that anchoring metaphor. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. a big piece of it. Or, or the last time that we read a book mm-hmm. that didn't have a case study or, you know, again, or a metaphor that really brought all of the points of that book together in, in a really cool way. And yet, as leaders... We kind of use metaphor, you know this is uh, like a you know, com- my inner dad coming out here, but you know willy-nilly, right you yeah. know we kind of use yeah. metaphor you know in in a way that that it's kind of uh, we don't even realize we're doing it mm-hmm. and the the wonder that we have at you know within Im- improv leadership is what would happen if you intentionally used metaphor? Yeah. What would happen if you were so um, astute and understood and saw metaphor in such a way? that you would walk into your next meeting and inspire your team with this kind of galvanizing Mm -hmm. metaphor that brought everyone in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, with you, one kind of, how have you used metaphor in your leadership? Um, you know, as a lead pastor of a church, uh, having a staff looking to you for leadership, uh, what, how has metaphor played a part in that for you?
0: Well, it's played a huge part. Actually, one recent. Um, transaction, I'll call it, conversation I was having with some leaders. Uh, I, I used language once with one person. Uh, and I and if I found out that it actually worked really well. So then I used it again with another person on the same team. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. We were, I was using the metaphor of dancing, you know, because since I'm a new lead pastor, uh, I was like, we are still getting to know one another. So I may mm-hmm. say something that's offensive or you may say, so that's offensive to me. However, let's extend each other's grace and say, Hey, we're dancing and we're just simply stepping on each other's toes by accident. Mm. It's not intentional. There's no malice or anything to that extent. But when I talked about it from that perspective, of this one individual, it lightened the whole conversation because he's yeah. like, Oh, this isn't a battle where we're trying to go against one another. It's a dance. And we're just trying to create this dance all together. And yeah. what can we do beautiful when we dance in rhythm? so later on uh we were having it it was recent so it was a zoom conversation so you guys know and zoom is very easy to miss people (laughs) it's very easy to accidentally offend because there's no proximity uh we had someone who they they said something and they they it was kind of like i was like "Mm, i was taken back by i was like okay cool and we fixed it in the moment and then they emailed me later and they apologized and i said hey you know we're just simply dancing and we stepped on each other's toes. Uh, and so like, I, I'm never questioning your heart or your intent or your character. It was just a simple mistake that's going to happen in this season. And so that literally for that one person who was in the moment, um, almost not a, sh- a shame might be a little bit of a strong word, but they were like sure. disappointed in the way they responded. Sure. Like to be able to lighten it by saying, we just simply stepped on each other's toes and guess what? We're going to do it again. Um, that just helped. Our strengthen our own relationship, uh, as well as gives a model for hey, we are going to extend grace, and all that happened out of a metaphor that you know I, that one came off
1: the dome. So <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what what I like about that is you know you you actually just even even in this this conversation you almost you juxtaposed two kinds of metaphor or two different metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. So there is the one that you went with, which is to dance, mm-hmm. and and within a dance you are you're going to step on each other's toes, you're going to get out of mm-hmm. rhythm. There's so many places that you can take that metaphor within yeah. the context of leading a team and, and leadership in general that that's that's really beautiful uh, it would have been easy to use that war metaphor mm. we're in a battle we're not you know uh, the, you know we uh, don't draw on me don't you know i mean there's so many things and so again uh, when you understand your audience in such a way and what you're trying to convey if you it would have been really easy to make it into Um, a battle or even as I'm talking about it, I think of another one, you know, Jared uh, you and I joke a lot because you use a a lot of sports (laughs) metaphors. Like you are uh, just all in and, and Hey, and I'm sorry for whoever I disappoint out there. I'm like a fair weather sports fan. You know what exactly. I mean? Like I'm going to watch. I'm going to yeah. be a part of it. I can talk the lingo a little bit. But when it's all said and done, that's not really what cuts to the heart of who I am. Um, and, and so we joke about, you know, all the sports. But think about this, Jared. What if you would have used even a sports metaphor mm. in that conversation with that person? Mm. What's hard is that depending on what one you used, that still would put you guys at odds. At odds. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, you know, that, that, you know, whether it's a match or a, or a game or what, you know, there's to be at odds. And so the fact that you were able to to bring out a metaphor about dancing, that mm-hmm. is, that is, we're, we're together. together. We're not at odds. We're not always gonna be in sync, but mm-hmm. we're together. Mm-hmm. Really, really speaks to the power of, uh, of that language. And again, you say that that's off the top of your dome, but, but I'll be on, you know, but again, I know you well enough to know that probably off the top of your dome, you probably would have had a sports one. Probably. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. That, that, that whether or not, you know, you, I mean, you, you preloaded that one. It was, mm-hmm. it was something that's, that's probably, you know, been on a, on a sheet of paper somewhere. One of the, one of the tools that we point to in, um, in our training and in the book is we talk about this concept of a metaphor crockpot. hmm. Where you, you know, you, you, you look for, you find these metaphors, you put them in a crock pot and let them simmer until they become, you know, ready for you to use.
0: And the beauty of what you just said with the crock pot is, now that I'm thinking through it, and, and I said it earlier in the conversation, I actually tried it out on someone else. Yes. So it's similar like, hey, yes. here's what this meal tastes like. Because my wife cooks mm-hmm. amazing crock pot meals, bro. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like, here's what this tastes like. Now, if he would have, the first person would have spit it back out, I probably would have tried something different, good. So when I gave the metaphor. He ate it up and he's like, man, that's a really good analogy. That's a good metaphor. So because I I had someone else taste the meal, I was mm. able to think about it a little bit more and I could use it again that, when I was ready. And so, so no, it was, it, it like metaphors, it, it drives home point. It drives home a point that, that if i try to think of the perfect words to say um or the amount of words that i couldn't drive at home but the metaphor that will for that for that person dancing would have worked for for someone else it might have been something different but i think kind of like what you said earlier knowing the audience is going to be key as well too because then i can custom make a metaphor and just think about it sit in a crock pot, and then as a leader if i have one team member uh, let me use this one on that person. If I'm not, too, let me use it on that person. Mm-hmm. And just using those, it, I think it's it's enabled us to increase our communication. And also, the ones I use, I try to let us let let's put our guards down. Like we yep. are in this together. I uh,
1: so good. no, that's really really good. I I I think that there's another side to metaphor that that's that's fascinating. And, and again, we touched on it a minute ago. But this whole idea, I think that there are metaphors that are either a they're they're played out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've almost been used so much that they are now like white noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't even realize that we said it or we don't catch it. It doesn't impact us in such a way. Um, and I think there are other metaphors that depending on your context are inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, there's, there's been a movement in in kind of just you know leadership and in, in our in, in our culture um, where there are a lot of um, like war metaphors that are out there. I, I got to be honest, I, I it's it, it's taken me a little while to remove those from my vocabulary. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I very rarely, or if I am going to use one, I want to use it sparingly, hmm. um, and and the and, and it has to perfectly fit because it's it's too easy to to again, to use something that you think is benign, but it actually evokes ideas and picture and emotion, um, that is negative. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I wonder, you know, so those, that's kind of two points, right? You know, one, just, you know, the audience and who, who, who fits what audience, but two, um, those, those metaphor that you would say, you know, man, I, I think I want to put this one out You know, Here's a metaphor. Right? I want to put this one out to pasture, right? I want to, this one, you know, has, has, has been around for a while and it's time for this one to to, to kind of, not exist in my vocabulary anymore. Tell me, do you have a time in your leadership, uh, you know, recently or in the past, or maybe metaphor, you know, again, it either, you know, you used it and it just didn't fall, right? Because you weren't thinking about the audience that that you were trying to communicate or or you used it in such a way that it was too ambiguous. And so people still didn't necessarily understand what you were trying to get at. Do you have any, like anything that, that pops in your mind as I ask you a question like that? Yeah, there, there are a couple. I'm trying to land on which
0: one I want to use right now. Yeah. Um, there, there's a metaphor that I, well, it, it's, it's the whole thing of, and it's, it, I'm going to go back a little because it's my sports stuff. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, you know, this, the whole take one for a team, what does that mean in essence? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, very, it's very cute, but, but it's actually running counterculture to the culture that I want to create on my team yeah uh, in essence like how can i like you know there are metaphors of that there are metaphors of sacrifice where i think sacrifice is important at the same time what are we sacrificing and what are, versus what are we aiming and what are we trying to go towards because one specific thing for me is i'm careful not to use the sacrifice um metaphors right now well, one because i'm new <laughs> i'm yeah. still new folks are still learning um but also man like those have been you know they were in my vocabulary uh they've been used for me but in essence when the metaphor that was be using the sacrifice it was in the context of a conversation that was asking me to sacrifice time with my family um to sacrifice Uh, like like this immediate versus the long term and so mm -hmm. so i'm careful with those right now um, because like I said, because I'm new, but also like, I have to think about what, is, what's the intentional culture I'm trying to create in the next two to three years. And can this benign metaphor throw that off? Yeah. Um, so I'm not using those right now. Um, I'm sure if I, I could probably think about a little bit more and there are probably a couple more I can think of, but definitely those around those and anything that is not, um, moving us towards something. So like, like you yes. said earlier, the the sports or the war metaphors, you know, or whatnot, like it's just, it's just dangerous. I think for me to use that right now, and that doesn't mean I'll ever use it potentially sure. at the right time in the sure. right moment yep. with the right person. I don't think I'd ever use it in a large group. So even like kind of thrown out there, I think there are metaphors that I can use for the team and then metaphors that I use for one individual. Mm. Uh, there's one individual yes. on our team who I would actually be a little harsher with and direct with it because that's the way that that person receives communication. Yes. Uh, that, that's the clarity that that person needs. Uh, but I would not dare use that metaphor for the team of 18 or 20 folks that we're going to be leading. Uh, so right. I think it's um, the beauty, but to, to kind of go back to the crockpot um, before. So now what I start doing now is before I'll use a metaphor on the team uh, as I'm going to try it out on somebody. I, like I might God. try it on you, David. Yeah, <laughs> give you a call. How's that sign? Uh, I got a couple of folks on the team as well too who I, who who also have the we have the relationship and the trust where they can say, "Hey, Jerry, that's terrible." Yeah, uh, yeah. and I and I can make a shift from that. And so I think it, it goes to knowing the audience, knowing the team, um, and also in the back of my mind thinking through what is the culture that we're trying to create here? Mm -hmm. And does this metaphor, will it sustain and can it live in this culture in the next three to five years? And if it can't, just don't use it, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. I found that the right, the right picture, you know, Will, um, Will Mancini, who we'll actually hear from uh, in, a, in an upcoming episode of this, but he, he helped develop a lot of these tools with us. And, and he says this, he says, um, metaphors, uh, they turn hearing ears into seeing eyes. Mm, and, and to me, there's this um, people think in pictures. People mm-hmm. think, and, 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 and when, they're, when they're thinking of a concept, even whether it's a straightforward concept or an abstract mm-hmm. concept, they're thinking of a, of a picture in their mind as to how that would play out and what that would look like. Still. And I wonder if, if, as leaders, part of us developing this competency is really to give the tool in order for you to be the one that paints that picture, because, mm-hmm. they're, because they're going to paint it one way or the other. Yes. But when you come in and you say, hey, I want you to, you know, we're going to go accomplish something. Mm -hmm. Maybe what they're going to see is a battlefield. Maybe what they're going to see is this idea of charging the hill. Maybe what they're going to see is, you know, this picture will play out in their mind. But as the leader, what if we walked in armed and ready with a metaphor that we want Mm -hmm. to? Um, move them forward and to make sure we're all seeing the same picture exactly. in our mind yeah. and so again it's one thing to go in and say here's where we're going and everyone looks at that and says yeah let's go but we're but mm-hmm. not totally sure that you're all going in the same direction mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. painting this you know wonderful idea of what it means to follow a path and to reach the mm-hmm. goal and uh, you know, all of these these metaphors that can help us um, and that's what I found that good leaders again like great speakers, like, like um, you know, great authors are able to do that.
0: And the resource, MLK, like the, the picture yes. that he paints, like he gave that speech over 50 years ago and it still gets me excited today, like to yes. be able to <laughs> have that kind of metaphor, that kind of picture where it's, it's, it's painting us something, it's charging, it's, it's moving us towards something beyond what we can imagine to do ourselves.
1: Well, and.
0: Exactly. Exactly, And and to do that as a leader, man, like our teams would run well with that. And so uh, I I know that was in the resource when we were reading. And so I think like that's just a beautiful picture. It's uh, It's a next level tool.
1: It's someone that goes Mm -hmm. to the next level in your leadership. So you can be, I believe you can be a good leader. And mm-hmm. and and use metaphor, kind of again, that willy nilly, right? You can you yeah. can use it sporadically and try and figure things out. But if mm-hmm. you want to be that phenomenal leader, yes. that person that has staying power, that like mm-hmm. like when you you know you mentioned MLK, we talk about it in the book. Like he, you know he. I mean his. I have a dream speech mm-hmm. is like a metaphor every three sentences, you know. Yes. And, and 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 here's what's fascinating about what it is. He could have gotten up there and said. We've got a raw deal, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. Hey, uh, the American people have 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 gone back on their word. Uh, He Mm -hmm. and he would have been it would have been true and it would have been right. And in fact, Mm -hmm. the other speakers that were there that day—that's largely what they said. Mm -hmm. And everything about that is true. But Mm -hmm. what made it impactful and what made it something that that years and years later we're talking about on this podcast and years and years later our elementary school students are reading that speech and 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 even memorizing portions of it is that he Mm -hmm. doesn't just go in there and say it that way he says uh we've been we've we've received a bad check Mm -hmm. well everyone knows what that feels like yes everyone knows what it feels like and would have known in that audience what it felt like to receive a bad check and so Mm -hmm. it's one thing to say you're not getting what you're owed it's another thing to say you've been written a bad check. It's mm-hmm. one thing to say, um, you know, it's sh- things should be different than the way they are today. And it's mm-hmm. another thing to say, I have a dream mm-hmm. that one day things will be different than they are today. And, and it's it beautiful. everyone it's
0: forward. He doesn't, he doesn't say like, and this is not being bashing any politicians, but Hey, I have a plan of how to get, get us out of this. Yes. No, it's a dream meaning mm-hmm. it's a new reality that none of us will actually realize right now but together we can get there and mm-hmm. he may not know the plan right now but that's okay as leaders we don't have to know all the plan but if we can paint yeah. a picture to what this new reality that we're trying to get to man it can drive it'll drive generations like Absolutely. i think so so the metaphor is man it, even just in this conversation, I'm challenged more to to do this work, continue to do it more. Like, right? yeah. how am I going to use? How am I going to communicate this on a Sunday morning? How am I going to communicate this to the team? How am I going communi- to communicate this in the one-on-ones? Mm-hmm. And so maybe a practice is, man, just a couple hours a week, few hours a week, just to sit there and let these settle. Because yeah. one thing I'm important, especially in the midst of this COVID crisis, um, language and communication matters more because I'm not in proximity to the people that I normally lead. Yes. Uh, so these were, I, so I'm a likable guy. You know this, David, if anybody's, if you're yeah. around me, you're going to feel that way. However, I don't have that ability at this point in time. Right. So my words matter even more than they did six weeks ago. 10 weeks ago, however long, they, they matter more. So my ability to paint this picture that'll keep people engaged, that'll keep people wanting to move forward is gonna be essential and there are different levels. There's congregation, there's staff, um, there's staff that we're challenged with, there's staff who are ready to roll, so all those things. But to think of the right metaphor, I've noticed when I give it, like the one I talked about at the beginning, mm-hmm. the dancing one changed everything in that yes. moment. And what if I could do three or four of those? that changes exactly. everything for that individual for the congregation and for the community man it's a it's a game changer to do this well
1: yeah no it's so good so good man, jared uh thank you for being a part of this conversation um hey if people want to find you people want to find Parkcrest. you know uh where, where can we find you online
0: Cool, good stuff. You can follow us at parkcrest.org. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Jared C. Wilkins. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Jared uh, Carlton. Nah, I can't do the dance, but Carlton Wilkins <laughs> is my name. Is listed You as could
1: well. do the dance. I think you could if you really <laughs> wanted to. I think you could. <laughs>
0: Um, but you can check us out there. You know, we're, we're doing some great things, specifically in the midst of the COVID crisis, um, where our church is still le- attempting to lead very well and be a light to our city uh, and care for our community well. So. so, good.
1: So good, man. Uh, for everyone listening, thank you for being a part of this mini series. Uh, go ahead, rate and review the podcast. Uh, you know, the way they've set this up is that's how people find this stuff. If you get those five-star reviews, you write a little review on there, telling what you take away from this, you share the episodes, uh, that works in our favor. And we'll get these in the hands of so many more people who would be Well, served in their leadership if they had it. Uh, For more information on our book coming out, go over to improvleadershipbook.com. There you can pre order the book. It's coming out June 9th, which is just around the corner, which is just mind blowing to all of us. Um, And we'll get you a little bit more information about how you can improv your leadership. Uh, we got two more episodes coming up right after this one. Uh, you're going to want to hear this Lobbying Forward um, episode with Will Mancini. Man, this guy's brilliant, and uh, we appreciate you. Come on back. We got some more.
0: Thanks for tuning in, and make sure to get a copy of Improv Leadership that our friends at Zondervan are releasing very soon. You can catch up on other episodes of the Slingshot Group podcast, where every week we tackle the leadership topics that everyone is thinking about, but that no one is talking about.